Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I've got an interesting program for you today. We're going to talk about Skynet and robots. And yes, it has to do with the Terminator movie and some of the prophecies in that. So, first of all, Skynet. What are we talking about? We're talking about a satellite computer system control the world. Now, that's what it was called in Terminator. But today, it's called Skylink. And it's put up by Elon Musk. So, are they going to connect Skylink to all of the other computers of the world? I think so. That's where it's going. So I'm going to play a video for you now. This is straight out of the Terminator movie 1984. Now, point is, it's about to say that they can't build these kind of robots. They can't do time machine, time travel. No, they can't do that. And he says not for about 40 years. Well, the movie was made in 1984. So if you add 40 years to that, that comes up to 2024. Here's the Terminator clip. I need to know how Skynet gets built. Who's responsible? The man most directly responsible is Miles Bennett Dyson. Who is that? He's the director of special projects at Cyberdyne Systems Corporation. Why him? In a few months, he creates a revolutionary type of microprocessor. Go on. Then what? In three years, Cyberdyne will become the largest supplier of military computer systems. All stealth bombers are upgraded with Cyberdyne computers, becoming fully unmanned. Afterwards, they fly with a perfect operational record. The Skynet funding bill is passed. The system goes online on August 4, 1997. Human decisions are removed from strategic defense. Skynet begins to learn at a geometric rate. It becomes self-aware at 2.14 a.m. Eastern Time, August 29th. In a panic, they try to pull the plug. Skynet fights back. Yes. It launches its missiles against the targets in Russia. Why attack Russia? Aren't they offensive? Because Skynet knows that the Russian counterattack will eliminate its enemies over here. Now, before we get into the meat of our topic today, uh, let me just say that once a year, this is our drive to get enough money to be able to expand our ministry for the next year. And essentially what we're asking for is $77,000. Now, you may be saying, yeah, but Stan, you're on social media. It doesn't cost anything to be on social media. No, it doesn't. But then that doesn't necessarily mean anybody listens to you either. If you're going to find people, you have to advertise. So our team has set the goal of $77,000 that we plan to spend on advertising over the next year so that we can reach more people. So if you want to help us to reach more people, and of course, the whole warning message is a great soul winner, if you want to help us, then you can do so by clicking the little QR code down at the bottom. And we ask people to join Prophecy Club for $9.90 a month or more. But I believe that there are people out there that can make large donations and it wouldn't hurt them. Perhaps one that even make the whole $77,000 donation. But anyway, if God has blessed you and you can help us, Help us to get this morning message out via advertising to many more people. Now would be a really, really good time. Just uh, take your, your cell phone and act like you're going to take a picture of that QR code, a little yellow box. Comes around it, you touch the yellow box, and boom, it takes you over there and you can make a donation pretty quick and easy. All right, so our first article. Elon Musk says, Microsoft is developing a real-life Skynet. I didn't say that. That came from the Terminator movie that came from Elon Musk. 
developing a real-life Skynet AI to control every facet of human life. Well, we've been saying this for years, my brothers and sisters. Remember, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, receive a mark on the right hand of their, or their forehead, and that no man might buy or sell. That's what you'd have. You'd have to have a global digital system to get between the buyer and seller so that no one can buy or sell. And they are now in the process, I say setting up, but truth be known, it's probably ready to go online. I know that the Starlink satellite system, they say, is supposed to be ready to go online in 2024 and then fully up by like 2025. Anyway, the article goes on to say, Elon Musk is blasting Microsoft for its artificial intelligence plans. A new Microsoft AI chip called Maya, <laughs> may I, <laughs> in other words, mother may I, is that what it's saying? Maya is set to be the cornerstone of the company's budding AI infrastructure, as in artificial intelligence or image of the beast. That's the way we prophecy students look at it. Which completes, competes with that being created by Musk, hence his criticisms of it. Maya, we are told, will bring artificial generalized intelligence, AGI, to every facet of human life. AGI differs from the isolated AI applications many people know, now know about in that it supposedly represents actual intelligence minus human inputs, i.e. chat GPT. Now, what you're looking at is a picture I pulled off the internet of the CPU from the first Terminator, and of course that was the hand that they had on display in the second movie. Now, I think it's interesting that I just caught a few minutes from this movie just last night. And I thought, well, I was about to, about to talk on this. Well, maybe this is confirmation I'm supposed to be talking on this, and I believe it is. Anyway, ChatGPT and MidJourney AI are cool. Novel applications, but they only function with a specific domain. And AGI is more like this. Look at this. Look carefully. AGI is more like the science fiction computers we've seen in the Terminator franchise. It is probably because billionaire eugenist Bill Gates, who in my opinion probably was the killer person on earth, original ties to Microsoft is that the company is now an easy target for Musk, who is attempting to court conservatives into believing that he is somehow any different from his competitors. Well, let me just think. I think that Bill Gates and also Elon Musk are cut out of the same material, and they serve the same God, and it's not Christian. So anyway, $50 billion a year is what Microsoft is spending on data centers to support this chip, this artificial intelligence chip, and other similar uh, types of projects. Microsoft has reimagined our infrastructure with an end-to-end -end systems approach to meet our customers' unique AI and cloud needs. With the launch of our new AI accelerator, Azure Maya, and the cloud-native CPU, Azure Cobalt, alongside our continued partnership with silicon providers, we can now provide even more choice. That's right. We want to we have choice for our performance. We want to have choice which one of the computer chips we use to build the image of the beast, which one of the systems that we set up to control every person on Earth. We want to have choice. <laughs> they do think we're th they're stupid. They they think that we don't know anything. They think that 
they're totally doing this without our knowledge. But you see, we prophecy students that read our prophecies, read our Bible, especially Revelation, know this stuff is coming. We, we've been looking for it for years. Let's go on. So the two custom design chips and integrated systems that Microsoft Ignite has developed, the Microsoft Azure Maya AI Accelerator, optimized for AI tasks and generative AI and the Microsoft Azure Cobalt CPU, an ARM-based processor, Designed to run general-purpose commute workloads into the Microsoft Cloud, represent Microsoft Cloud. You know, I don't ever use any of those clouds. Uh, as a matter of fact, I try to keep my... When I go up to sign something from a credit card, I do not put my real signature. I try to stay out of computers every place I can. The good advice for you. So when it says cloud, understand it's not a cloud. It's the AI computer that's going to track and monitor everything on the planet. I said everything. Every word, spoken, non-spoken, text, everything. If it comes out of our brain, they probably know about it. Anyway, workloads on the Microsoft Cloud represent the future of Microsoft according to the recent announcement. The chips represent a last puzzle piece. Did you catch that? A last piece puzzle piece. So they're just about ready to put it online. Probably it's already online. They're just testing it. A last puzzle piece for Microsoft to deliver infrastructure systems. Infrastructure systems? In other words, so they can know how fast you're going, where you filled up, how much gasoline you bought, where you buy your groceries, how much groceries you use, who you're talking to, what you're saying. They can categorize their monitoring all of that all by one computer, that's the goal, that's the image of the beast, so that no man can buy or sell, save he had the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name, which include everything from silicon choices, software and service to racks and cooling systems that have been designed for top to bottom, top to bottom, in other words, it's total control, and can be optimized with internal and customer workloads in mind. The chips, look at this, will start to roll out early, early next year. Understanding, while they're making individual chips and they've got two different kinds, understand that their goal is to have control of it all. You go to the doctor, they know who you are, they know what your history is, and if they decide that you're not going to get that surgery, you're going to just go ahead and die in the future, that's exactly what will happen. Now let's talk about robots, because this fits. Now the kind of robots we're talking about today, the question is, are they made to service, or like in the Terminator movie, uh, made to kill us? The article says the first humanoid robot factory, humanoid? Humanoid, well, this is straight out of the Terminator movies, isn't it? The first humanoid robot factory is about to open. A factory planning to pump out 10,000 two-legged robots a year from now is taking shape in Salem, Oregon. The better to help Amazon and the other giant companies with dangerous hauling, lifting, and moving. Yes, that's what they plan to do today, just like when you first got your Social Security number. Well, it's never going to be used for identification. Try to get a loan, try to buy a car, try to get a driver's license, and not give them your Social Security number today. So it's the old, once the camel gets its nose in the tent, the body follows. Why it matters? 
Agility Robot says that this RoboFab manufacturing facility will be the first to mass-produce humanoid robots. Again, today they help stack boxes of mundane things. Tomorrow they take our jobs, and the next day they kill us, which could be nimbler and more versatile than their existing industrial counterparts. China seems to think so. Beijing recently announced a global, a goal of mass-producing humanoid robots by 2025. That's uh, next year. Okay, I know we're in 23 now, but if you jump forward to a few weeks from now, and we're in 24, I mean, we're, we're talking about that's just right around the corner. Driving the news, Agility Robots, which makes a bot named Digit, that's being tested by Amazon, plans to open Romo, RoboFab early next year, inaugurating what CEO says is the world's first purpose-built humanoid robot factory. We placed a very high priority on just getting robots out there as fast as possible. Our big plan is that we want to get to general purpose humanoids as soon as we can. Okay, that's what they're doing this year. What are they going to do next year? The first commercially available human-shaped robot designed for warehouse work. Okay, I understand that. I understand that today it could be warehouse work, but tomorrow what do they do? Where it stands, Agility has produced about 100 robots since its founding in 2016 and plans to move Digit, that's the robot, Digit production from its tangent Oregon headquarters to the more spacious 70,000 square foot RoboFab facility in the coming months. Now, I looked it up. There's 56,000 square feet on a football field. That's 70,000. That's a whopper of a facility to build humanoid robots. At first, production will be in the hundreds, but eventually RoboFab is going to have a significantly larger capacity of 10,000 robots per year. Companies that buy into Agility's partner program, which gives them input into the digits uh, capabilities <coughs> based upon their own logistics needs, will get the robots delivered in 2024 ahead of broader delivery in 2025. I was asked the other day, do you think we're in the tribulation? I don't know, but I do know that if we're not in it, we're close to it. If it was a fire, we'd be real warm. Zoom out. Building bipedal robots that can walk without falling over is an engineering challenge that has stymied many a robots champion. Giving them dexterous hands and arms and programming them so that they can work safely alongside humans, those are big stumbling blocks. Competitors, and they go on telling all of the details about it here. He says, but our initial use for this technology will be to help employees with tote recycling. Now, what's a tote? This is a tote, and that's what the robot looks like. So they want help with tote recycling, a highly, highly repetitive process of picking up and moving empty totes once the inventory has been completely picked out of them goes on to say Amazon invested in agility through its industrial innovation fund. The companies won't say how much, but it's been reported that Amazon was part of a $150 million funding, $1 million funding round that Agility Robots completed in 2012. Between the lines, sensitive to the concern that robots will, be, will take jobs from humans, Amazon teamed up with MIT in October 
for a project that aims to study automation's impact on work. Amazon says the 75,000 mobile robots it's deployed in the last decade have helped create 700 new categories for jobs for humans. Robots are good at taking on repetitive and predictable tasks. Today they are. Tomorrow, what will they be doing? Seeing that everybody has the mark of the beast? Rounding up people that don't have the mark of the beast? That's what we Christians wonder. They can free up employees to take more complex responsibility. Mm-hmm. Sure they can. So here's the point of where we are so far. The molten calf worshipers have high technology to use against us Christians. I believe they have a time machine, looking glass, cloning machines, and I think that they have access to Nephilim or giants. Stan, can you prove that? Well, I haven't seen the time machine. I haven't seen a looking glass, but there's a lot of people sent me videos that's explaining both of them. But let me show you why I think it is. Lindsay Williams said, The elite consider themselves to be gentlemen and consider it poor sportsmanship not to tell the public what they're doing. So, they do tell the public by movies and cartoons and news. They just make them believe it is all science fiction. When actually, much of it is not science fiction, but the problem is some of it is science fiction because they don't tell the truth. Now, understanding that they think they're good sportsmen, they think they're gentlemen, and they think it's uh, not fair to the fight if they don't tell us what they're doing, so let's look and see what they have told us. So I looked up the words time machine at the internet imdb.com, internetmoviedatabase.com. And there were so many pages of them, I couldn't begin to put them on a page. Then I looked up Looking Glass. I thought, surely, they don't really have any movies about Looking Glass. Oh, yes, they do. Now, what's the difference? All right, there are movies where you get into a box, and you go through a tunnel, and it moves you to another, either that same place on the earth, I understand that they can also move you to different places on the earth or different places within the solar system, kind of like in the movie Stargate. That's the time machine. Now, what's the difference? The looking glass is like the movie Deja Vu, which starred Denzel Washington, and this is the ability to see into the future, but that future can be changed. So this one is moving the body into the future. This one is simply looking into the future. Then let's look up clones. <laughs> Do they really have the ability to make a person taking one, not two, one cell from their body using advanced accelerated growth techniques? Can they really grow that, that one cell into a, a body in 12 to 14 months so as it is reported? Well, the movies say that they could do it. Now, I don't know if it takes 12 to 14 months or 24 years. I don't know. But according to the movies, they say they can do it. And then there's the Nephilim Giants. Once again, I was shocked to find out how many movies have the word Nephilim in it. Not just Giants, not Jack of the Beanstalk, but Giants, specifically Nephilim. Specifically, see that Nephilim, that word? That comes out of the King James Bible. So for them to use Nephilim, wow, that's a shocker. 
Now, let me take you to what the Bible says about this. And, and let, let, me, let me just pause for a second. We'll read this in just a second. Stay with me here. Based upon everything I know, I think what is happening now is Israel, at, this, at the end of this conflict, will get back all of their land. And that land is going to be from the Euphrates all the way over to the Nile, probably including most, if not all, of Saudi Arabia. I've said that many times. And then according to the prophecies that was given to Leslie, then massive amounts of oil will be found in Israel. The oil is going to do two things. It's going to make the Jews willing to fight for the land, and it gives them the finances to build up their military. I think at the end of this conflict, Israel will see that they do not have enough strength to defeat all of their enemies, and their enemies are basically all of Islam. So they're going to build up their military. Then Israel and America will go against most of the rest of Islam, and Israel will emerge the great victory. That's when she gets back all of her land, and she... John Paul Jackson had a newspaper headline that said something about Israel, what other secret weapons does she have? So apparently in that conflict, Israel reveals that they have a secret weapon. And apparently that weapon just cleans house on the Muslims. This is just a guess, okay, just putting it together. They get back all their land, and that shocks the world that Israel now has most, if not all, of the oil. They are extremely strong, extremely wealthy, and they just defeated all of Islam. And that, of course, is the whole plan of God, for God has put in the hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and to give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God should be fulfilled, Revelation 17. So, then all of the world goes down to attack Israel. That's Armageddon. That's Ezekiel 38, 4, where it says, I'll put a hook in your jaw. And I believe the massive amounts of oil found in Israel is going to be the hook in the jaw of the Russians and all of the rest of the world that want to come down to attack Israel. This is God's plan to make the rest of the world angry. Those that burden themselves with Israel will be crushed under the stone. Ground to powder, the Bible says. And that powder means ash, and that's done with the morning star when Jesus returns on the white horse. Now, the verses I'm about to read here, I'm about to explain them to you. This is talking about the day of the Lord, which is less than 24 hours. In the evening they are, in the morning they are not, Isaiah 17, 14. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Now, Zion is talking about Israel. Sound the alarm in my holy mountain. Okay, there's only one holy mountain. And that's in Jerusalem. Let all the inhabitants of the, of the land tremble. Why? Because the earth has started shaking with all kinds of various earthquakes, says Matthew 24. Inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. It's not there yet. This is three days before Armageddon. Stan, how do you know this is three days before Armageddon? Because it says it's a day of darkness and a day of gloominess. And in the fourth vial, the sun gets seven times hotter, Isaiah 30, verse 26. And then in the fifth, sixth, and seventh vial, the sun goes out. For three days, there's darkness on the earth. And the earth begins to cool. And by the time the third day reaches, by the time Jesus returns, there's great hail. Every stone about the weight of a talent, which is about 75 pounds. 
Now, let's go on. So it's a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. This is three days before Jesus returns. As the morning spread upon the mountains, there was a great people, strong. Who? Well, this is all of the fallen ones. This is Lucifer, the Antichrist, the false prophet, plus all of their high technology, all of their super soldiers, all of their Nephilim, everything, 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 everything that Lucifer could possibly manufacture over the last 6,000 years because he is going to go down and try to kill every Jew. And of course, he's lied to his people again. He's told them they're going to be victorious. And of course, they're not. A great people strong has never been the light, neither shall there be any more, even after it, even in the years of many generations. So this is everything the devil's got attacking Israel. A fire devours before them, kind of like what happened in Maui with the Maui fire. I do not know. I can't prove, but I believe it's probably, based upon all the information I have, probably a blue laser that just burned that place up. This describes it. A fire devours before them, behind them a flame burns. A land is as the Garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Yea, and nothing shall escape them. So they have high technology. The appearance of them is the appearance of horses and as horsemen. Now, is that saying that they look like a horse? Or is this saying that they look like part man, part horse, like a centaur? I think it's part man, part horse. I think that they will start playing with, they've already started playing with the genetics like they did back in Genesis 6. So shall they run. Like the noise, this is what they describe. Okay, this is what they sound like running on the tops of the mountains. Like the noise of chariots on the tops of mountains they leap. Like the noise of a flame of fire that devours the stubble as a strong people set in battle array. So all the world, the Russians, led by the Russians, all the world comes down to attack little Israel. And they think they're going to beat Israel. They think they're going to destroy Israel. But they don't understand. Israel has a leader by the name of Jesus the Christ. He's going to return and destroy them. It's about to describe that. Before their face, the people shall be much pained. All faces shall gather blackness. Why does that happen when there's a time of darkness? Because, Isaiah 30, verse 26, the sun got seven times hotter. My guess is that there's some kind of a, a ray that comes off of the sun that makes it through our atmosphere, what little atmosphere might be left at that time, and it turns all flesh of all people on earth black. And it might even be even if they're underground. Maybe that, that ray goes through the ground. I don't know. Neither, one, neither shall one thrust another. In other words, they're like robots. They do as they are told. They shall walk everyone in his path. When they fall on the sword, they shall not be wounded. I think that they have instant healing. They pull out the sword. They pull out the bullet, or the bullet just rises at the top. They keep going. They shall run to and fro in the city. They shall run upon the wall. They climb upon the houses. They shall enter at the windows like a thief. That's what we're talking about. Now, how does Skynet, like Starlink AI, fit into that? It's all part of the control system. Robots like Terminator. I'm painting a picture of the world that we could be seeing, and it could be happening this 5, 7, 10 years, uh, 15 years on the outside. Make clones and robots for battle. Illegal aliens coming into America destroy America to pull down our walls so that there's no more police officer holding back the Antichrist from taking power. 
And the question of the day is, so, how much time do we have? That's the reason, if, you, if you've got some money, now, you know, if you're poor like the rest of us, I understand, but, but if the Lord has blessed you, then you should probably, well, consider <laughs> making a donation to Prophecy Club, but also consider going to prophecyclubgold.com and uh, talk to them. These guys are, they're experts at helping people get their money out of their IRA, out of the 401, and into physically held gold and silver. That's what you want, physically held gold and silver. Also, I recommend you go to Joseph Kitchen and get yourself some food. Because there's a place for gold and silver where bread won't fit in. You pull up to get gasoline, they probably won't give you a gallon of gasoline for a loaf of bread. But on the other hand, you can't eat gold and silver, so there's a place to have bread too. And if you go to Joseph Kitchen, you get yourself a machine package. That's all the things you need to physically make the bread. And then this is how much food you get. Whether you want six people a year, whatever it is, go there and get yourself prepared. That way... You know, at least my goal is not to try to live to the end. My goal is to try to win as many souls as I possibly can. And when I got food and nobody else does, uh, there's a real good reason why they want to be friends with me, real good reason why they want to listen to me tell them about Jesus. So what is an EMP Shield device? It's a device you can put on your car and your house that in an EMP attack is supposed to stop the attack. And if you go to empshield.com, and if you use the promo code PROPHECY, they give you a $50 discount. They also have videos up there. Shows you how to install it on your car and your house and everything, and it's not difficult at all. I've got one of them right here. Red goes to red, black goes to black, green goes to the car, uh, body of your car, and you just peel it off the back, stick it under there. You've got another device that goes on your house. So, not complicated. Take you about 10 minutes to put them in. So empshield.com, promo code is PROPHECY. I don't want us to be in line begging for food. Instead, I want to be us in line giving out food. And so here's what I suggest you do. Go to Joseph's Kitchen. I, it's bread. I mean, I have bread for my, most all of my breakfast and my lunch is a slice of bread. You want to go to Joseph's Kitchen. What you want to do is get this machine package right here. That's all of the gizmos you need to actually make the bread. Then the supplies are like this. Food for one person one year, two people a year, four people a year, six people a year. They're ready to ship it out right now. They've got all of this stuff. They're not out of anything. They can ship it to you. And there's videos and there's also recipes to show you how to make all kinds of bread recipes. I think I would call bread famine food. In the days of Joseph and the pyramids, seven years of plenty followed by seven years of famine. And what was it that fed the year or the world for seven years? The answer, wheat. Wheat. And that's what Joseph Kitchen sells. Wheat. Wheat is, uh, there's not a perfect food. In other words, one food where a person could eat nothing but this food their whole life, but probably wheat comes the closest. So recommend you go to Joseph Kitchen, get yourself stocked up.